W.B. Yeats. So Yeats is uh, one of the greatest English poets of the first half of the 20th century. And like his uh, slightly older contemporaries, Oscar Wilde and G.P. Shaw, uh, he was born in Dublin of Protestant parents and went to London as a young man to pursue a literary career. Unlike Wilde and Shaw, however, he used Celtic literary subjects and soon returned to Ireland. There he founded the famous Abbey Theatre, that is in 1894, and became uh, the leader of the Irish Literary Revival. The Irish Literary Revival was a movement in the late 19th century and early 20th century aimed at reviving uh, the ancient folklore, legends and traditions of Ireland and diffusing and preserving them by means of new literary works. So this movement, also known as Irish Renaissance and the Celtic Renaissance, was uh, the literary and cultural aspect of the same nationalistic impulse which on its political side demanded home rule for Ireland. So in their early days, W.B. Yeats and other of this group had been imitating the French decadence and symbolist. So later they joined to channel Irish nationalism into constructive artistic achievement and to arouse a consciousness of cultural unity. So their aims are to present, preserve the Gaelic language, to revive Celtic myth and old folk tales, to create a legendary national character. That's a compound of a romantic fantasy and humorous realism. So to stimulate a new literature, authentically Irish in spirit, to exploit the fresh, racy rhythms of native speech and to develop a more direct and realistic verse. So the group succeeded in producing some of the liveliest and most entertaining writing of the 20th century. To major dramatists, James Singh and Sean O'Casey and aides were involved in the moment. James Joyce was influenced by the moment, uh, though not actively part of it. So, one outstanding achievement was the founding of Irish Literary Theatre in 1899 and later the Abbey Theatre in 1910. Some of the finest plays of the 20th century were written for and produced by the Abbey Theatre and have exercised an important influence on British and American drama. By 1908, AIDS had already completed a successful career. At the age of 43, he was Ireland's best non-poet and dramatist and had just brought out his own collected works in English volumes. His career, however, was far from over and his best works were still unwritten and he was entering a new phase whereas he had been a late romantic poet, writing of love and Irish fairy tales and Celtic myth, he became, to the supreme of many and to the dissatisfaction of some, a modern poet. The change may be attributed to the influence of the American Ezra Pound, the dean of modern poets. In 1908, Pound, then 23 years old, came to London to learn how to write poetry from AIDS, so whatever the influence and counter-influences uh, may have been the poets in AIDS next collections, that is The Green Helmet in 1910 and Responsibilities 1914, exhibit many of the characteristics of the new poetry as formulated by Pound and his friends. So the images in their manifestos 
direct treatment of the poetic object complete freedom of subject matter verbal economy and concentration that is each word doing a full time job and the refusal to let poetry sink below the level of good prose by recourse for example to poeticism or padding for the sake of rhythm or rhyme alone said so is fully conscious of his new direction as the quatrain caught the coming of wisdom with time shows romantic islands dead are gone he wrote in september 1913 and in the poem a caught he indicated that his og was in part was responsible for the change he condemned the imitators of his early style and discarded his old successful mythologies so in his next collection uh, the wild swans at cool 1917 there is a poem called the fisherman in which aids announced his hope that god before i am old i shall have written him one poem may be as cold and passionate as the dawn so he fulfilled his hope but not until he had passed through another mythology far more elaborate than the celtic meanwhile he continued to write plays occasionally but stimulated by pound's interest in japanese classical drama he turned from the stage of the abbey theater to write private salon plays for dancers so in 1917 the years of his marriage it's again changed the direction as a poet so during the first few years of his marriage he received a new universal mythology through the medium of his wife the mythology is embodied in a book called a vision in 1925 and the previous age tells us that he regards his second mythology as a set of stylistic arrangement of experience from which to draw metaphors for his poetry the mythology for more complex private and systemized than the irish myth behind his earlier poetry is easily confused with popular astrology on the one hand and oswald spengler's decline of the west on the other so it concerns the 28 phases of the moon of the moon relating them the type of human personality and the history of civilization seen as huge complementary circles the famous sonnet lita and the swan in 1924 takes on added meaning when we realize that for aids each of the great cycles of western history the classical and the christian began with a conception by a mortal woman of the child of a god disguised as a bird the analogs are lita and virgin mary zeus and god swan and dove helen of troy and jesus christ another poem second coming 1920 gains in power when we realize that it envisions the dissolution of the christian cycle and foresees the beginning of another cycle god what rough beast the hour came round at last slouches towards bethlehem to be born so two of its finest poem of this period sailing to byzantium it's from the tower 1928 and byzantium from words for music 1932 are closely related to the mythology of a vision so it's viewed the byzantium culture of the 11th century as the zenith of the christian cycle that is the turning point of the cycle that is almost completed
he paralleled it with the age of phidias that is periclean athens 5th century bc in the classical cycle aids discovered his mythology because the mythologies currently available did not have enough vitality for his purposes while t.s eliot was showing fragments against ruins that is the wasteland aids was constructing a startling edifice from fragments the two byzantium poems and a dialogue of self and soul uh, it's from the winding star 1929 so more than justifying his system there are many more poems of which the same must be said by 1928 aids was uh, beginning to move toward at another poetic style his fourth in the present analysis and his last the second generation of modern english poets that is w h auden stephen spender uh louis and magnus were university students soon to begin publishing their poetry so of the first generation figures t.s eliot has just become a british subject and ezra pound was writing his cantos in italy where aids visiting him was convalescing from a serious illness so now it seemed to be abandoning although never completely his second mythology he continued to write full cadenced richly textured complex poem of the sort made possible by a vision but he had a resurgence of interest in walking naked as he had begun to do in the period 1908 to 17 so this time however he really did wither into the truth writing poems as cold and passionate as the dawn in a bare colloquial style in simple stanzaic forms based on the ballad and folk song so among the most powerful of these are the eight crazy jane poems it's 1930 in the poetry is passed down to the bond crazy jane is an old crazed woman who sings about the central experience of her life her youthful love affair with jack a journeyman tinker and their excommunication by the bishop sheets aids king lear and fool in one the meanings of life that are worked within the series are similar to those in the byzantium poems as aids has said though leaves are many the root is one but the expression is far simpler it is now speaking to the multitude and few alike so two of aids latest poem that is lapis lazuli in 1936 and long legged fly in 1938 well represent his ripest poetic manner both link with the crazy jane series in their affirmation of life and their expression of the sense of glory that makes tragedy meaningful and orders the transitory world so all things fall and are built again and those that bind them again are gain so in these short stanzas long legged five juxtaposes the generative vitality of cousin and the end of classical style of helen at the beginning and of michelangelo painting the first adam so a moment of significant choice occurs for each while the mind moves upon silence like a long legged fly upon its stream like aids himself each of these great generators of creative and destructive forces practices an art in his own medium in order that civilization may not sing 
creation and destruction are inseparable and they are simultaneously necessary to keep civilization afloat as it's clearly perceived its poetic legacy is atones a richly varied expression and a far reaching exploration of this perception so it's anticipated the disillusionment and dissolution of values of our era things fall apart the center cannot hold mere anarchy is loosened upon the world the best lack all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity so he was awarded nobel prize in 1923